Welcome to Every Part, a division of Sharing Bread Ministries, highlighting different parts of the body of Christ in work, culture, and personality. Hosted by Kaylee Yo and me, Betsy Eldridge. We had a chance to sit down and talk with Stephanie Smith about what it looks like to really soak in the scriptures and to let that pour out of her life in a tangible way. You're not going to want to miss this. Yeah, I guess. Thank you so much for <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here. I know. Well, I know Stephanie, we've done, um, she leads this class called Soul Fusion at a place called Tree oh, Fusion nice. here yeah. in town. <laughs> and I met her and she basically speaks scripture while you do um, yoga and it's just very prayerful and nice. Ooh, I was like God. who are you so yeah. I'm glad to have her on so we can learn a little bit more about what's making her who she is yeah you can tell us a little bit about you, you want to yeah. start you with your backstory <laughs> yeah. where are you from you um, I'm from Huntsville originally okay nice. I um, moved I played soccer at UAB and then ended up working and went off to grad school UVA came back Worked in Birmingham and um, met my husband at school. He played soccer as well at UAB. We met there and uh, we got married when we were both in grad school mm-hmm. and had, have currently have five children. Wow. And um, and have been in Birmingham ever since and moved into our current neighborhood area school zone when we, uh, when my daughter was just about to start kindergarten, really. And so, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, well yeah. were you raised in a Christian home yes. growing up? Okay. Yes. So I was raised in a Christian home. We were in church all the time. Okay. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I mean, every time there was a function, anything, we were there. And um, it was Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. So grew up that way and sort of, do you want me to keep talking? Yes. yes. <laughs> So I went off to college and playing soccer at UAB, I sort of went into a, an atmosphere that I hadn't was not familiar with mm-hmm. because I had always grown up mm-hmm. and gone to church. I was always around Christian people. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, I just, I really had had no opportunities to sort of stretch my faith or mm-hmm. to have to be able to explain it because everyone sort of believed what I believed when we were around each other. Right. And um, I get to UAB and the majority of the people I hang around with on my team, they're from all over and not all over the country, but also all over the world. Mm-hmm. And so they all had very different views, worldviews, thoughts about religion, and pretty much thought that I was crazy that I believed in Jesus. And did I really believe that? And I had never come across mm-hmm. that in my yeah. life. So um, it was a really hard time for me and mm-hmm. sort of a an awakening of, wait, why do I believe this? Mm-hmm. What um, And trying to articulate it, I, I couldn't at that mm-hmm. point because I didn't really know. I had never had really any hard, challenging circumstances right. that really pushed my faith. Mm-hmm. I just um, believed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of went astray in college, and I, I really did. I was in an atmosphere where I was like, well, I'm not going to be the only one, yeah. you, you know, mm-hmm. acting the way that I'm supposed to act. And um, when everyone else is having fun and, you know, so I just, I, I honestly thought God had abandoned me. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. where are you, God? Like, are you even here? Are mm-hmm. you even real? And um, I did really um, just go my own way in college and went down a road where I got to where I was miserable, like mm-hmm. my junior year, and mm-hmm. really miserable, and mm-hmm. and and I knew it was because I had just taken God out of my life, mm-hmm. and so I remember being home at one point. I think it was over a holiday, and on my knees and on my bed, and like God, I will give my life back to you. I'm so sorry. Like I'm miserable. I hate this. I don't want to live like this anymore. And um, and then going back to college after that, and really like abandoning the things that I was doing and going out so much. And um, and my teammates were shocked. They didn't know what to do. They really sort of turned their back on me too because they mm-hmm. didn't understand right what I was doing. Yeah. And um. Uh, we used to have early practices back then, and I would have to. I wrote 
Bible verses on on index cards, and I would like I taped them up on my light switches, and I taped them up like every, everywhere in my car. And so because I was I was literally desperate because right. I didn't mm-hmm. I, I didn't have anybody. I didn't I didn't know if this was worth it, but like I knew I was miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. I, I found my faith, like mm-hmm. for myself personally, mm-hmm. during that right. time, and um, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I ended up eventually finding other friends who, through I went to FCA, which I had never done. Yeah. I should have, yeah. <laughs> but um, finding friends there and just people that loved me and cared for me got back into the habit of going to a church. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, that's yeah. my college story. There's wow. so much more. I love yeah. it. Wow. That's amazing. Well, it's just so sweet that, like, when you turn to God, He, like, turned to you. I mean, yeah. He, he, like, turned the rest. I mean, you know, like, and you just poured into His Word and that sustains Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. It 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 really does. And it made me so happy, even in the midst of, like, being so lonely. I think that was it. I was so lonely during that time because I didn't have any Christian friends at that point. And God truly became my best friend. Yeah. And it was, yeah. I had to talk to him throughout the day just to get through the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to, you know, cling to him. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being one of the most amazing times in my life because of that. Yeah. Well, it, like you said, it made your faith your own. Right. You know, right. like it gave you that deep root, like you knew who you loved. Right. And if somebody asked you, then you could tell them what yeah. you believed. Yes. You know, yes. Where, as opposed to before where it was sweet, but it's not deep. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. You didn't have anything to pull from. There were no roots no to roots. it, really. Yeah. 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 So how do you keep your roots now? Like, um, what's your... So, I've always loved Jesus. Even mm-hmm. growing up, I had this like, like love for God. You know, I just didn't know how to explain. I didn't. It hadn't been challenged, so I didn't know how to explain it. But I really, truly loved Jesus. And growing up, I wanted to be a missionary. I always oh, wanted wow. to be a missionary in Africa. Okay. And then, you know, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I just. I enjoy being around people that also love Jesus. Mm-hmm. I enjoy learning from them. I enjoy being pushed and challenged. I enjoy doing things like this. Mm-hmm. And um, I so my my next life experience, I'll mm-hmm. say, <laughs> was okay. that that helped me get deeper roots was another very challenging time in my life when my current or my husband and I were not married at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both in grad school, but we got pregnant. And it was really hard oh, yeah. because my hometown was, it was, you know, I had grown up and I was like the good girl going to church, doing mm-hmm. everything. So this was very shocking and, and very hard mm-hmm. and hard for my parents. And I wasn't in my hometown, so it wasn't as hard for me, but I knew kind of what was being said about me, mm-hmm. and that was hurtful and hard. Mm-hmm. And um, and we were also really young, like 22, and none of our friends were th- married. <laughs> you know, right. They definitely didn't have any babies, <laughs> and we didn't have anybody to turn to or to ask advice. We went mm-hmm. to our church, and we got some um, advice about, you know, do we get married? We had been dating for five years at this point, so it's we weren't, you know, right. we had been together for a long time, and um, we made a decision independent of being pregnant to get married, mm-hmm. and we tried to make a sound decision in that way. But uh, Houston and I went through a lot of time alone through that, mm-hmm. and it was another time in my life where. I was scared to have a child. I didn't know what to do. I did. I had never been like a babysitter type girl. You know, I never really <laughs> loved kids. So, so I was also scared of that if I could even do it. Yeah. And um, and I would walk. Like I remember being pregnant with my daughter, and every morning getting up early before work and just walking, sort of the same thing that I went through in college. Just like, okay, God, like mm-hmm. I really need you. I don't know what to do, and mm-hmm. and becoming closer to God through all of that. And mm-hmm. then when you have a child. Think you guys know this? It changes everything. You you understand the love of God mm-hmm. for you in right. a way that you couldn't understand before. Yeah, and um, it just 
I don't know. It, it's I had to get deeper. My roots had to grow deeper. Mm-hmm. And I see in parenting, it's so important to maintain that relationship with the Lord, to stay sound. And in your marriage, marriage is hard. Yeah. And um, it... You know, TVs and things may make it look easy, but it's really, really hard, and it takes mm-hmm. work. And um, and the closer my relationship is with the Lord, usually the better my marriage is going, the better my parenting mm-hmm. is going, mm-hmm. and you know, things like that. So it's just it, I, I have just needed to depend on the Lord so much, and I see I've seen mm-hmm. how faithful He is, and how good He is, and how much He cares, and I truly trust Him. Yeah. So um, I think that's what causes my roots to grow deep. It's a it's a, a true relationship, right? Which which I didn't know growing up. I didn't know you could have a relationship with God growing up. I knew rules. I knew God was good. I knew Bible stories, right. things like that. But I didn't know. Hey, this is like a a a companion. You, you know, the yeah. Holy Spirit is within you, and He's your mm-hmm. best friend. Right, yeah. and He really can get you, help you through life and everything, all the ups and downs of life. Yeah. yeah. Can we lean into that a little bit about just what that looks like? I know you're saying you lean in to the Holy Spirit, but for someone who might not quite understand that, mm-hmm. I know you and I've talked too about just the way moment by moment you have red flags. Yeah. Can you just kind of yeah. go into what that actually looks like? Because I feel like yeah. you do such a good job. So, um. The red flag thing is every time it's like the Lord is a God of peace. He's a God mm-hmm. of order. Mm-hmm. He's like this. And so anytime I feel myself get anxious or worried or fearful or anything, I told Kaylee, it's like a, a little like red flag <laughs> goes off, yeah. you know, in my brain. I'm like, okay, that's not from the Lord. Like mm-hmm. I feel anxious right now. That's not from the Lord. Like what is going on? What lie am I believing? Uh-huh. What am I worried about that I don't need to be worried about? Like try to identify, you know, what has gotten me out. Out of this state of rest, like the Lord wants us to be in a state of rest. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Lord is our Sabbath rest. Like mm-hmm. Jesus came to be that for us, and so we can remain stress free. <sighs> and um, it's hard with all that we have going mm-hmm. on in the world, but we can operate within this world in a relaxed state, stress free state. But you really have to press into God, and so. Just knowing that the Holy Spirit is my counselor, you, you know, counseling is so wonderful, and, but also so expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> and we have a counselor inside of us, and right. we would really press yeah. into that. And if we would really take time away mm-hmm. to listen to that voice inside of us, uh, the Bible says that the Lord will teach us all things. Like, He really will. Mm-hmm. He'll help us in every single detail of our lives, whether it's like seems silly or it's a huge deal. Right. He cares about every part. And I think if we allow him into those parts of our lives mm-hmm. and like give him time and space and we instead of reaching out to our friend for advice first or to our mom and for right. advice, we we really retreat back, take a second, talk to the Holy Spirit, see what he says, mm-hmm. and then go and reach out to friends and reach out to, you know, mm-hmm. peers and things like that and and get sound advice from from like minded people. Yeah. Right. And it's important you don't want to give a lot of airtime to your problems to people that are just going to, you know, right. turn it into gossip or turn it into like, you know, yeah. th- th- there's some dead space. Let's just talk about something. Yeah. Like our words are powerful. Let's be careful how we use them, what we mm-hmm. say, and um, let's have positive, encouraging conversations where we lift each other up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's well, okay. I was listening. It's funny that you were saying that, but because I was listening to Beth Moore this morning, and she was like, "You want friends that are not going to also like be like, oh, well, it's okay that you're feeling like that. You know, that's okay. Just sit in that anxiety, yeah. sit in that fear. You know, you want somebody to tell you God's truth. Well, the Bible says, fear not, for I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, you know, do not be dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help. Yes, you. and He will help you. Just you know, if you." Like lean into him and read his word and hide it in your heart and pray it back to mm-hmm. him, you know. But I think so many times we choose the wrong people or we air it to every person. Yes, you know, as women, yeah. and it's like no, no, no. Like come to me. Yeah, and, you know, come to the Lord and then you know have that that group that will be, you know, um, uh, strengthen you and lead yeah. you to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Sometimes sharing your faith can be intimidating. But genuine questions, genuine questions can lead to gospel conversations. 
In Matthew, Jesus enters Caesarea Philippi and asks his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Jesus then asked, what about you? Who do you say that I am? Jesus used questions throughout scripture to uncover the heart of man concerning himself, and we can too. I love asking people, what do you think about Jesus? It helps open the conversation to share my faith that Jesus loved me so much that he saved me from my sin and shame through his life, death, and resurrection. And now I walk in the love of God with assurance that one day I will live with him. Just as Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? You can ask those you meet, what do you think about Jesus? And use this question to share your faith. To hear a complete presentation of the gospel, visit sharing-bread.com. Okay, so I have, I do this class called Soul Fusion. And when I was in... New Orleans visiting a girlfriend. Gosh, I think I had maybe four kids at that time. But um, it was a long time ago. It was probably almost 10 years ago. I went to a yoga class for the first time ever, and I had been, you know, a college athlete, and doing yoga was slow and boring, right, and right, like, right, I did right. not want to do that. Yeah. I never wanted to do it. Well, at this point in my life, when I had so much going on, I had so many kids, and she took me to this class, it was very peaceful and mm-hmm. still, and I remember thinking, wow, yeah, this is incredible, and I needed this time away from myself to just to breathe mm-hmm. and um, to be still, and... I remember as the music was playing and as she was reading a passage, I was like, what if Christian music was playing? And what if she was reading the Bible? I was like, wow, this could be a really like incredible experience. Yeah. And um, so the Lord sort of tucked that into my heart. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward probably five years or so, I get involved in Trifusion, which is a local workout studio, mm-hmm. because one of my girlfriends that I was working out with at the time was opening the studio, and she was like, I would really love for you to be an instructor. Well, I had never wanted to do that, <laughs> you know, but um, I was like, oh, I'll help you start it, yeah. and, you know, but then you need to find some other people, and, well, it's been open five years, and I'm still, like, <laughs> talking classes this morning, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I'm still doing it, um, but it's it's been such a blessing, such a God thing, because it's pushed me out into a different role, and um, it definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone. But also because the owners are local and there's a lot of flexibility Mm -hmm. with um, the classes and things that they offer, I had gone to them at one point. I was like, you know what? This is in my heart because I love to encourage people. And I was like, the Lord showed me this a while ago. I think I could like do something where I speak some and we do some yoga. And do you mind if I try this? And they were like, sure, that sounds great. I was like, and I don't want to charge anyone. So <laughs> is that okay? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, because I don't, I want it to be more of a ministry and I don't want people to feel like they have to pay for it. Yeah. I want I want you to be comfortable to invite your friend and um, anyone outside of the community. I want it to be a very open place that they can come and, mm-hmm. um, you know, so they said, sure. And they wow. let me and it was such a God thing. And um, anyway, it, it's morphed, but I, I just every week when, when I teach the class and I mm-hmm. go on and off teaching it, I don't teach it every single week, but um I go to like a little coffee shop and I sit and I write and the Lord, just whatever he's speaking to me, I just write. And um, the next day I go and um, do so do my class, Soul Fusion. And I started doing it at the Love Lady Center as well. So I would do a class at Trifusion and then do a class at Love Lady Center, same class oh, each week. I love that. And it's been awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, really. So when you encourage people that are in the depths of, right. you know, despair, mm-hmm. and yeah. you can see it, like connect with them and um, to be able to say, to, to speak the same message of hope mm-hmm. to women in it, like an affluent community, and then women who are really, really struggling. Mm-hmm. And um, to see that Hey, he's the same God. The yes. same message speaks to everyone. This is the truth that every yeah. single person needs. Right. And it is the hope of the world. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we, just like you guys are doing this, that we get it out and yeah. let other people 
know that it's um, it's more than just a couple of rules and check the box on right. Sunday. It is a life relationship experience that will bring you peace and will bring abundance in this life. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I'd um, love to hear the first time that you went to Love Lady with doing the Soul Fusion. Was it just crazy? I mean, because I, I would imagine that would not be an experience that they would be used to. So I can I mean, can only imagine, like, how that would go. I mean, all yeah. of it. I bet it was just so remarkable. I'll tell you about the very first time I went, it was a packed room, and it was amazing. Okay. And afterwards, a lady came up to me, and um, you could tell she was really, really struggling. Yeah. And in a lot of different ways. And um, she just talked to me afterwards. We stayed and talked for about 10 minutes. And she was like, that's the most peaceful and calm I've yeah. ever felt in my life. Mm-hmm. And she was just thanking me and thanking me. And, um, and it's like I an just, hour-long class. It's that 45 40, minutes, yeah. That's a long time for them yeah. to feel Yes. And like yeah. God's word over them and like they mm-hmm. don't have to do anything. It's yeah. Just, and a lot of them stress. there, it's funny, you'll go to like Trifusion and everyone's doing a lot of a lot of the yoga, a lot of stretching, and there's some a portion of the class where you can stretch on your own or do yoga mm-hmm. on your own. Pretty much everyone at Love Lady just lays down on the ground the whole time and they just <laughs> are soaking yeah. it up. They're yeah. just listening. And you, <laughs> at Trifusion, most are doing some type of exercise. Some lay on the ground, but at Love lady, everyone just soaks it up the okay. whole time. Like it's it's awesome. But so, so I go just laying there with you speaking scripture and yes, word over them. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like music playing, just instrumental music at that point. What um, a sweet gift to give to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so that first class, back to that story to wrap yeah, yeah, it up. Sorry, I'm um the next week I was looking forward to seeing her, you know, to see just to get to yeah you know, pray with her again or whatever she needed. And at the end of the class, like she didn't come. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the class, one of the ladies who kind of like takes the role or came up to me and she was like, you know, the lady that you spoke with at the end of, um, at the end of the class last week, I was like, yeah, just like, she died the next day. No. <gasps> and she was like, you're the last person that she talked to before uh, she went to heaven. I was like, <sighs> Oh my! Like I could, y'all. I couldn't. I couldn't stop crying. I could. It was just such a. You you know, it was Mm -hmm. amazing, and for me to be Mm -hmm. able to 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 tell her how much Jesus loved her, and right there in the midst of all her troubles, like, oh, he loves you just as you are. You're beautiful. You're amazing. Like he sees you. He loves you, and like I, I just. Right, I know. Oh, <laughs> <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> it was wow. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I, mean, I wasn't either. Like I never her into heaven. I mean, yes. you know, it's like no. yeah, just kind of slowly like taking her from the yeah. You know, like because I think it is scary when you're about to die. No matter if you know the assurance of salvation. I mean, you know, yeah, it's still scary. And what a sweet thing that I you know. got to like. Walker there. I know. I mean, you know, to the to the I know. it was mm-hmm. it was such a gift. And I was like, wow God, if if for that one moment it's all worth it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it was just beautiful. Wow. Well, <laughs> that's so sweet. I just love that you started off saying you wanted to be a missionary in Africa. Like, yeah. Did you get to be one here? You yeah. Know? I mean you yeah. were changing lives. In I still Birmingham. dream about going all over the world. <laughs> 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 it's not too late. But, um, oh, but yeah. enough, speaking of that, so this, I've been doing that class for like five years, uh-huh. and I have accumulated a lot of teachings and just the things that I wrote. And I started to sort of felt like the Lord last year told me start organizing these in like Google files. So I just mm-hmm. had, they were just kind of handwritten random <laughs> things usually. So I started organizing them in more set teachings. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then this past season, my, or I guess this past fall, my mm-hmm. daughter went to college and it's my oldest. She's 18 in college. And I guess I didn't tell about the ages my kids are yeah. yes. 18, 16, 14, 11, and 7. So that's yes. where Quite I am. A, yes. Span. Yeah, I had a lot of children. said that earlier. But uh, <laughs> so my oldest just went off to college and she, uh, it was so excited. Everything, you, you know, she went off to Indiana. It was like far away, but she wanted to get out of, out of Alabama. She just wanted to spread her wings and fly. And I was like, go, girl. You know, have, <laughs> have so much fun. Well, anyway, she goes, and it's a horrible experience. Um, I won't get into it, but it was really, really hard for her, really mm-hmm. bad. And she 
just sort of like a, that college experience I had. Yeah. <laughs> she really found her faith, mm-hmm. but um, went into like the depths of despair and was like really mm-hmm. depressed and sad. And it was hard to know that she was going through that, not really be able to talk to her because she was so busy mm-hmm. and, um, and uh, wanting to encourage her and not really being able to. So, I began to record my the sessions, uh-huh. but I would record them like for Soul Fusion. I would record them before I went, but I didn't have all this fancy equipment, <laughs> so I um, I wish I had. But I recorded on my son's Xbox. Works, yes. And then um, my oldest son is a big computer whiz, so he, you know, he had all the stuff, and and he showed me how to record and how to you know, add music to my recordings and everything. He was able to do all of it. And I would record it uh, uh, like practicing before I went and taught my class. And then I would email my daughter like every, so the class teachings that I would do yeah, so to just like, to encourage her and so she could hear mm-hmm. my voice. Yeah. And, well, then I started sending it to my class, you know, the emails yes. also like copying them on it and sending it to. And then eventually when my sons heard it, two of my sons heard it, they were like, you should make this into a podcast, mom. And yeah. so anyway, it is a podcast now. Okay. Yes. And yes. And yeah. It's called Soak, S-O-A-K. Soak. And Perfect. it's just it, because children like I knew Isabel would not listen to anything longer than 10 minutes (laughs) they really are they are in 10 minute segments and it's just encouraging yeah like and I told her because she was having a really hard time sleeping I said just put this on and when you're going to sleep and just listen to it and just allow it to like calm you down and remind you who you are point you to Jesus and um Anyway, so that podcast is being listened to in like over over thirteen countries or something wow, now, that's which awesome. it's just I I you know I was like Jesus, I have always wanted to like you know go out into the world. And I'm like I I kind of yeah, I can even try. It just awesome. yeah, you know yes. it's like so neat so what neat. this platform can do. It yes. can reach so mm-hmm. many people. Yeah. Yes. It's incredible. It is really incredible. Yeah. And for a link to your podcast, it'll be down below in our notes. Yes. And it's on Spotify and Apple Podcast Mm -hmm. and Audible and Amazon and all this. I just love that you're not letting things stop you where you didn't say, well, I don't have equipment. I'll figure it out. Yeah, and I'm I, not, you know, it, it's, I love how organic everything was. You're yeah. Like, I was, just need the. I think if then, I had known where it was going, I wouldn't have like just stuck yeah, the no, old Xbox but, headphones on. <laughs> but there's just something so beautiful about that is you taking mm, the next step. You're not right, trying indeed. to plan this huge thing. You're not trying to get into yeah, all these countries, right, but yeah. God is just using right, your right. obedience for that day. Right. Right. And I think it's just like, I did it out of sort of a desperation yeah. for my daughter. Right. You know, but like, right. I was hurting so much for her and there was nothing I could do yeah yes and so that and like God is using mm-hmm. that yeah God well, he's you used your he desperation just, it sounds like uh, from oh, the yeah. beginning <laughs> yeah. I mean right everything yes. you're saying is yes. I was desperate yeah. in college I was desperate when I was pregnant yeah desperate for my daughter yeah yes. and yes. he's using you to yeah. do that but what I like is so many people can turn the opposite direction and just get upset and have a hard time with it but you're leaning into him um, mm-hmm. when I think about you I just feel like you're so full of grace and peace mm-hmm. and grace mm-hmm. is one of the things you and I have talked about that's really been transformative for me in my life with Jesus is that something you could kind of lean into yes. just about how you view uh, what Christ has done on the cross yes so growing up Southern Baptist, I did have a lot of like legalistic views that I didn't even realize. Um, but I loved God so much. I was like, oh, I can do it. You know, I can yeah. be I can really, really good. Rules. I can do yes. all the rules. Yes. And mm-hmm. I love you, Jesus. And and then it got hard. Like in yeah. know, college, yeah. I was like, mm. <laughs> I'm failing. I'm failing. Yeah, and I was failing on every yes. you know, front. And then I get pregnant before I'm married, and I failed again. And, you, you know, it's just, well, so when I got pregnant and still having this mindset of um, really legalism, I honestly thought, well, I've committed a sin where I will be, you know, cursed the rest of my life. And this is, I will just be paying for what I did the rest of my life. And this is my punishment. I deserve it. I knew that I shouldn't have done that. And I did. And um, I will live with my punishment the rest of my life. And um, so the beginning of our marriage and the beginning of our 
um, with kids was hard just because of the reasons I said before. Um, But I just didn't think there was hope for it to get better. I just thought that this is how it has to be. Mm -hmm. And... um, because you, you deserved it. I felt like yeah. I deserved it. I deserve this. Right, guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and shame. I had a lot of shame, mm-hmm. you know, from because of it. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing this message about grace and about the finished work of the cross and the verse that says where John the Baptist looks at Jesus and he says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Mm-hmm. And that takes away was like highlighted for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hold on. He takes it away. Like, yeah, and I knew that. I, right, I'd heard that verse right. my whole life. But, but it, it, it really hit home. Like, he's not, I'm not, he's not dealing with my sin anymore. Like, he doesn't see my sin. When it means as far as the East is from the West, it's really gone. Right. And like, when Jesus died on the cross, he took all of our sins upon him. He they went into his body. They physically like he physically had the manifestation of what sin looks like when it manifests in your body and he not only suffered horribly from you know the what they were doing to him, beating him and everything on the cross, he suffered from a broken heart, mm-hmm. you know, from the guilt and the shame of the sin of the entire world upon him. Mm-hmm. And so he took that so that we don't have to deal with it. And so when I really realized that and that not only did he take my sin, but he also took all the shame that I felt for it and all mm-hmm. the guilt that I felt for it, he took that upon himself too mm-hmm. so that I didn't have to feel it. It was life changing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt free. I felt mm-hmm. for the first time that I'm like, oh my goodness, he like he loves me, mm-hmm. you, you know, and I don't right. have to. Right. Uh, he it, didn't like, pay the. Co- he didn't cover you with his blood so that you could go around thinking, oh, I'm such a sinner. I'm such a sinner. Right. Right. I'm. I'm like, not. He, he did as, it to remove it from you. Yeah. As you can live in his freedom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm. I, I, I hear. This verse all the time, people say, well, we're just such sinners. We're such sinners. Like, I'm like, no, we're, you're not. You're not a sinner. Jesus took this in a way. It doesn't define you anymore. You're not sinners saved by grace. You, you know, you're not sinners. Like, you are a saint. Like, he actually made us saints. When he washes us white as snow, like, that's a real thing. And we have to see ourselves like that. And a lot of times, we don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't seeing myself like that. I was living in who I thought I was living in the, like my actions, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what I had done, not who I was, who I was, was perfect and beautiful and righteous and clean because of Jesus and because of what he did for me. And I didn't understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it really has changed my life. And the way you pray over, um, I know you had said, and I've been using this when I get angry with my children and I'm going to, I can sit in that and be like, I'm the worst mom. I can't mm-hmm. believe I did this again. I'm never going to get it right. And just the way it's going, God has already forgiven this. Like God knows that you're going to mess up. Right. Just something about the way you see it from mm-hmm. beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you just said, where there's just so much freedom in that. Yeah. Just to not sit in that heaviness of, well, I messed up again, and yeah. here we go. Here we are and, again. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, God, you know that I was going to do that. I'm not a perfect person, but you, yeah. I'm perfect in you. Right. And, I, and I like to say, thank you so much, Jesus, that you took that on the cross yeah. 2,000 years ago. Like, right. it, you know, right. thank you that you've already forgiven me for yelling at my kids this morning and I had the worst morning ever and I sent them off to school and I, I never yeah. said I'm sorry. And, <laughs> but thank you, God, that I have favor because of you and I am blessed because of you, not because of what I do, not because of how many mistakes I make right. or, or how perfect of a mama I am or right. how horrible of a mama I am. Yes. Like, that doesn't define me. Right. And also, it doesn't define your kids because a lot of times yeah. we get caught up in what our kids do and their actions and, right. you you know, and like it defines us how our children act, and it doesn't. Right, and it also doesn't define them. Mm-hmm. Like, right, just because they have a bad day or you know steal something from the store or something mm-hmm. like that doesn't <laughs> define them. Yeah. Like, you just have to remind your kids who they are. Just like we need to stay in close relationship to the Lord to be reminded of who we are and close relationships with each other. We can encourage each other and mm-hmm. pick each other up. 
we have to do that for our kids. Yeah. I mean, the world is beating them down constantly, and for us right. to be on top of them too, mm-hmm. like, like, no, that, like, okay, you made a mistake, buddy. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yes. I get it. It's okay. That's not you. That's not who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind. You're a gentleman. Like, you're loving. You're, you know, you're so fun and amazing, and God created mm-hmm. you with. It, you know, yeah. and we just have to remind them. Yes. yes. Those like words of affirmation yes. over them. So true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and, and when you can like say to them what God sees in them, mm-hmm. you know, God sees how you're diligent and how he's made you. I mean, that that is encouraging to them and that breathes life into yes. them. Yes. Yes. And it, you, like how you said, you can see their countenance change. You yes. really can. Like you harp on them about what they did. And I mean, they just... Like they, yes, you know, they yeah, just really kinda, just kind of cower yeah. over, and and they're like, I know. I mean, I've had, you know, my kids in the past. I mean, especially my youngest recently. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so bad, and I'm like, No, you're not. Right. That action was not okay. But you are not bad. You are a good boy. Yeah. And um, I think as they can really internalize those things, yeah. and, and just. Uh, uh, that belief, it's so important what we believe because the enemy will take that and he will speak to, to him. Speak that, keep you're, going. Remember, you you're know. a bad boy. You're a bad boy. You're a bad boy. And it's it, this inside voice in his head that if right. he believes it, he will become that. So we have to just, you know, say, no, that's not who you are and just remind them who right. they are constantly and so that they can believe those good things about them and then act out who they mm-hmm. really are. Well, I heard somebody say one time, like, you separate the sin from the sinner. I mean, you know, like, you're separating it. So for them, like, what you did was bad, mm-hmm. but you are a child of God. Right, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're separating the two. Like, yes. You have worth because Jesus loves you. Right, and right. He, and he made you for a perfect plan, you yeah. know, like, and you're to be, like, however, like, whatever yeah. it is, but separating the action from the person, mm-hmm. which is so hard to do when you're parenting little people and they're doing all of these things and you're like, oh, you know, yeah. you're, you know, I mean, we do it with the good things. We're like, oh, you're funny. But like, you know, we don't say, oh, that was something funny that you said, you know, like, yeah. that was a funny joke, you know, like, yeah, we, keep, we have a hard time doing it with the bad things. Mm-hmm. And you could be like, you know, Jesus knew that you were going to be mean to your friend today. He knew. And that's why he had to die on the cross. Yeah. Because right. he, he did that for you. Yes. You know, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's well, and it's hard him. when you come from a legalistic background. Like, and I think the South, we have a lot of legalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about that this morning. Like, it's always like, I've, I've always thought of it as like a train track and then you get off track. Well, like when you like think of a train getting off track, like they wreck and they crash and like they can't pick itself back up. I mean, it's like a big deal. Like when you like get off the tracks, right? Yeah. So then you like, then you start thinking any like small thing is like totally like this train wreck on the side. And then I started thinking, no, it's really more like a highway. Like, and you kind of get on the median a little bit and then you kind of get, I mean, you know, like get on the like bumpy part. And yeah. Then you get yourself, yeah. Right, just a little bit. I mean, it's not like, you know, but I think sometimes these kids are like when you go off to college or whatever and you do something bad, all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, I've crashed. So I'm just going to keep crashing. Yes. yes. You know, and so I, I like how you have really. Um, countered that in your mm-hmm. life and in your teaching your children. I'm like, no, like these are small things. I mean, these are not small things. All sin is huge in the eyes of God. But, but like, we can get back. And this yeah. is not you. And this does not define you. And let's keep moving right. towards the Lord. Yeah. And I used to think, like, when I had gotten a little off track, I'm like, oh, I can't pray. I can't, like, I can't pray to God right now because I'm not living right. Yeah. And uh-huh. I would think, okay, I've got to get myself back to like, living right, and then I can go to God. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's not how it is at all. No. Like, God wants you to come to Him at all moments, at right. all times, and especially when you're doing bad. And, yes. And uh, somebody gave me, thinking of train tracks, the the visual, I like to see things in my mind and imagine things, um, that a train, the engine is like your, fa- your faith, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the caboose is just your feelings, your emotions. And so a lot of times, like our feelings shouldn't be leading us. You know, our faith is solid and we stand in those things. And maybe we feel God sometimes and maybe we don't. Right. But he's always there. Right. And uh, we can't rely on how we feel. Right. We rely on who we are. And that's why it's important to read the Bible and important to, you know, stay connected to the body of Christ. Yes. 
I like that image. I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I love the feelings and it is a part of it. Yes. But if you don't know God's word and you haven't hidden in your heart, you don't, I mean, like mm-hmm. you're going to let your emotions drive you and that train's just going to go everywhere. Right. Exactly. We're emotional people. Yeah. Yep. Especially women. <laughs> like, or maybe it's just me. I don't know. No, As I've cried and laughed in this interview. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> The reason we call this podcast Every Part is because the Bible says that we are all part of God's body. And that's so important to remember. And it's so fun for me to get to hear different people's parts in the body of Christ. And this is what the Bible says about it. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not be for that reason, cease to be a part of the body. But if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one. There are many parts, but one body. Well, how do you study God's Word? What does that look like for you? Um, Okay, so I have just started something recently that I have never done. And um, I... I have I'm reading the Bible in 90 days. Oh wow. So no, you're not. Th- yes. I didn't wow. even know that was like a thing. I didn't either. You but, must be a speed um, reader. I, I'm not. It's <laughs> like I'm cow. literally like Are you just reading, reading all day. Why <laughs> like, is this taking so much time? But Are you doing any of it but, audible? No, I'm not because wow. I've chosen to actually physically read the Bible. So I will tell you and admit that I'm not a great Bible reader. You, you know, I have about a million Christian books stacked up beside my bed, you know, most that I've started and haven't read. And um, But I always kind of it would look to like, what's the next big book? What's like, it, you know, and then I would read the Bible some, but that was not my main source. Yeah. That sounds horrible. But I would... <laughs> I, I would, you know, listen to a sermon about some verses or about a story in the uh-huh. Bible, and that's sort of really how I knew my Bible. Uh-huh. Well, probably a year ago, I think the Lord's just started putting on my heart, like, you need to read the Bible. You need to read the Bible. Right. And um, so I was trying to start getting it out some, a little bit more. But um, recently, I have met a friend that is a Christian, but she grew up Jewish. And so she has a lot of the history of just how she grew up and reading the Bible through the lens of the Jewish people instead of reading it through like the lens that I know. And she reads the Bible and she does this like 90 day Bible reading. And uh, so I've started meeting with her and she just challenged me to well, why don't you do this mm-hmm. and I'll just meet we can when we meet we can just talk about it and so I decided to do it and and she's like don't get caught up in like trying to you know look up every little right. story or look up she's yeah. like just, she, she's like you, <laughs> you can't do that. that you don't right. have time right you just just read yeah yes you know and um i because i do like to use my imagination and dream yeah. about the stories as i'm reading it is hard but yeah. but i'm seeing it and y'all i am changed like i can't even tell you maybe i'm 20 days in that's oh, well. it i have I, I'm reading all the Bible. I now finally like understand because I'm, I'm, I'm reading it more than just like the little snippet of a story. Right. I'm, I'm seeing like the, the whole picture, the whole picture because I'm reading so much in a day. Right. And I'm, yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm beginning to see all these patterns, yeah. and yeah. Um, it's blowing me. Like I don't know if I'll ever pick up another book because right. I'm so fascinated by the Bible. God is teaching me so much. Yes. And I'm meeting with my friend weekly who's sharing just little snippets of, you know, this Hebrew word means this and it yeah. Yeah, changes the so story. Cool. Yes. And, um it has been 
awesome. Oh, that's and there exciting. is a verse yeah, that says, so exciting. yeah, there's a verse that says the Lord, I, I, I don't know, I think it's, is it about your children or something, but the Lord will like teach you all things. Basically, like the Holy Spirit will lead us into all things, will teach us all things. And I see it now. Mm. I'm like, I really am being like the Lord is showing me just patterns and how he operates and, um, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, like, that, that's the thing. Like, I mean, awesome. like, what you're saying, mm-hmm. people so miss out when they don't read it. Yeah. And I, I'm 22, and I, this is the first time I've ever read it. I'm like, I can't believe that I've, you know. That's the best book. Yeah. But actually, you know, when you fill out those things, you're like, what's your favorite book? And I'm like, the Bible. Like, that's right, what I'm supposed right. to say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'm, now I'm like, wow, it, 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 it actually is my favorite book. Yes. yes. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is it chronological, this 90-day thing? So, or how did she break? Did she break it up for you? No. So there's thing? a plan. Like okay. you can access a plan. And um, it, I decided this time, and I think I will probably go back and do it again. But this time, I'm just doing straight like the Bible Genesis right there. So yeah, not yeah. chronological. I think the next time, I'm going to go back and read it chronological mm-hmm. okay. to see just the difference. How yeah. many hours a day does it take you? Well, it depends yeah. on how much I get into the story. and. <laughs> But I'll go back to that coffee shop that I would write my lessons at, yeah. and I just sit up there, and I'm I'm reading at least an hour, if not two hours, every day. But but I'll tell you the neat thing. So have you guys ever written that, uh, read the book uh, that Corey Ten Boom, the hiding oh, the hiding place? Yes. Okay, so. I loved that book, Mm -hmm. but I remember reading in it when her dad would sit and he would like read the Bible and they'd all sit around at his like, I'm like, that is not real. Like, who does that? You know? Okay. Well, because I'm having to read so much of the Bible every day and I like, I'm having to prioritize reading it. Um, so at night, if I haven't finished it, uh-huh. I'm like, hey, Waters, that's my seven-year-old. I'm like, do you want to go play Legos? And I'm going to read the Bible. <laughs> so, yeah. And so he's like, sure. And like, that's so awesome. he's like doing Legos and I'm like reading the Bible out loud to him. Yeah. That's awesome. And he's like getting into the stories now. And yeah. I'm like, this is like Corrington Boone. <laughs> yeah. When you have to read the Bible, you know, I guess I didn't have anything else to read. (laughs) But but yeah, but it's amazing. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love your energy of enthusiasm. (laughs) I just hope that people catch it. Yeah. Please catch on. I mean, because like, really, like, you're the one, you're depriving yourself when you're not in God's word. Yes. And and I realize that now. It's Mm. just so. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it truly yeah. is amazing. And it even is. after you read it again, like uh, somebody's compared it to a diamond, and every time I'll reread it, I'll go f- from the front to the end and then start over. And every time I'm like, well, I've never read that before. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right. so that's true. new. Yes. Yes. And yeah. I just feel like God never lets it get old. And yes. I mean, yes. It's alive. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll like if I underlined it. I'm like, I, that couldn't have been me underlining it. Somebody yeah. else did that because yeah. I've never seen this before. <laughs> but it pops out a different way yeah. with what like, you're oh, going through. That's what that means. <laughs> well, we call this podcast Every Part. Yes. Mm-hmm. Based on the Bible verse saying that um, we're all part of God's body. And I love hearing just the way that you're doing your part. But what would you say is your calling or your part during this season? Oh, okay. So the Lord has always given me a heart for unity. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always been fascinated with Israel okay. and the Jewish people. This past summer, I find like for 20 years, I've wanted to go to Israel. I, yeah. <laughs> this past summer, I finally went, my husband wow. and I, and it was just a life-changing experience. I totally recommend going to Israel mm-hmm. at least once in your life. Mm-hmm. And um, so because I've always been interested in the Jewish faith and because I like Jesus was Jewish, yeah, right? right? You know, like, <laughs> um, all, yeah, he did all these Jewish feasts and he did all these things. So why is, do we as Christians, why are we not learning about these things? Why are we not diving into what he did and um, this part of his life that was mm-hmm. like so important to him? And um, so when my young, my youngest two were in preschool age, my husband sat on the bus next to a rabbi, a female rabbi that had just come to Birmingham, and she was starting a school at Temple Emmanuel. Okay. And so anyway, my younger two have been in um, school, like school at Temple, went through Temple, like all growing up, and um, up until it's it's currently closed during COVID. So my son went 
um, back to like a traditional preschool, like a Christian preschool. But um, it was so fun because they did all the Jewish feast and they learned all the traditions and everything. And we got to learn it with them. And my family was even invited over with the rabbi to uh, the official Passover dinner with her and her family. And my kids all got to do it. And we got to see, you know, what a real Passover Mm -hmm. looks like. And it was beautiful and amazing. And so we really formed some great relationships with the Jewish um, community during that time. Mm -hmm. My kids are all in like school now, mm-hmm. but um, so now reading the Bible through with my friend and meeting with her weekly has been fascinating. She came to know Christ when she was forty, wow. and she's like fifty six now. So she's been a Christian for a while, but she grew up for forty years. She was Jewish, yeah. And um, the Lord is really showing me as we meet that. It is so important that we as Christians connect with the Jewish community because they mm-hmm. read the Old Testament. That's what they read mm-hmm. um, in such a different way than mm-hmm. we do, and they see it from such a different perspective. And it's so vital and important mm-hmm. that we see that, too. Mm-hmm. And we are missing out on so much. I, I'm telling you, I am like blown away by my, my perspective of God has shifted reading through the Old Testament and getting her point of view and listening to what her dad would tell her at their, you know, Shabbat dinners and their Mm -hmm. tables, just stories that he would tell her and um, getting to sort of um, hear all those things is fascinating and amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I have a heart to do something where we connect, you know, Christianity and Judaism, and uh, the Lord is showing me things right now, and I believe it is through these feasts, because Mm -hmm. each feast tells a story, and through the Old Testament, every feast, He says, do, like, do this always, do this mm-hmm. always. Like, this tells a story, remember me, remember that I did this. Yeah. You know, this tells a story, remember, like, tell your children. And right. one thing they they do, like in the Passover meal I went to, I mean, the kids, it's interactive. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. kids have hats on, they have little, you, you know, masks and things that as they're telling the Exodus story mm-hmm. um, and the 10 plagues and everything, everybody's very involved in their songs and you're mm-hmm. singing and it's so much fun. And, mm-hmm. and I could see us coming together as a Jewish community and Christian community and celebrating these things and learning from each other. So I, I just, in my heart, I see a vision of doing something where we come together, we celebrate, we learn from each other, mm-hmm. and just, anyway. That is that, awesome. That's really cool. That's what's um, going on right now. Yeah, I always, that is so interesting. I always like the um, correlation where you're like, well, yes. but God is the sacrifice, this Passover lamb, this Jesus. Yes. Yes. So yes. Just to be able to make that connection. How did your friend become a Christian after being Jewish? So what's funny is we keep saying, we're going to get to that. Like, so I don't even know. Oh, hilarious. (laughs) We are talking so much about the Bible right now. Like, I mean, hours, like, talking about this. And I told her last time we met, I was like, you have got to tell me how you became a Christian. She's like, I know, I know. We'll get to that. I'm Uh like, okay, Okay. we'll get to it. Yeah. Just because those are God's people. Yeah. Yeah. He has the heart for it. So that's another neat thing. Are we running out of time? No, I'm sorry. you're great. Yeah, you're We're great. good. We're good. Chatting away. Um, I've always read the Old Testament with like, well, that's the, you know, the nation of Israel. That's the Jewish people that he did that. He did that. Like, and that's so wonderful. Well, like we're grafted into that mm-hmm. as Christians. Yes. Like we're, and, and so now I'm reading it as like, oh, that's me. Yes. Like this is us. Mm-hmm. And his heart for them was incredible. And it's his heart for us. Us. It's yeah. his heart for all humanity now, mm-hmm. you know, because Jesus opened the way for all. Mm-hmm. Well, I just like the idea of unity. Too, yes. Like yes. you're saying, because it is yes. so easy to feel divided and that's them. Mm-hmm. This is them of the Bible. Yes. And this mm-hmm. is now. Yes. And what a great calling to be yeah. able to yes. want to bridge that gap. Keep me posted. Yeah, I, I know. know you're yeah. going to do it. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else you would like to share that you have on your heart? I know. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell this. So I know there's a lot of maybe young moms and stuff. So one thing I realized when I learned the message about grace and the finished work of the cross, mm-hmm. I learned that Jesus reversed all the curses when He died on the cross. All the curses that were like doled out to mankind when they first sinned, Jesus reversed these curses. Mm-hmm. And um, so I. I heard a little sermon at one point when I was walking. 
I had three kids at this point, and it said, if Jesus really did reverse all the curses, wouldn't that include pain and childbirth? And I was like, oh, my goodness. I guess that would. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but I just tucked it away and kind of forgot about it because we weren't really planning on having four, number four or five. And then when I ended up getting pregnant with number four, I remember being on a walk again and God, and this was like probably years later or something, God reminded me, hey, about, you know, hearing mm-hmm. that. And I was like, oh my goodness, well, I'm so scared because I'm not the natural childbirth girl. You know, like I've never been interested in any of that. And so I'm like, if this is really true, God, like you have to help me, you know, you have to show me. And I got home from that walk that day and went and got my mail on the way in. And somebody had put a book in my mailbox that said supernatural childbirth. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness. And she she put a sticky note on it. And she said, I know you've had a lot of kids. This is probably silly for me giving this to you. But I thought that you might be interested. And I was like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, okay, God, here we go. And so I read the book, which was, I didn't even know it existed. Mm-hmm. Be- like, that was a thing before I had heard, you know, yeah. this book or I'd read this book. I didn't know um, that it was even possible. And anyway, I had my last two kids totally pain free, no epidural, no nothing, total God. It is true. Like, it, w- when you really, like, Jesus did so much for us that. Like, we can't even fathom. And I think we have to go after it. We have to believe. Mm-hmm. And we have to just know that it's not just like the mundane. Like, he right. actually is like a miracle-working God still and can do really amazing things when we just, you know, go after him. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Believe it for yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Glad I didn't get the opportunity to try that. <laughs> That's incredible. I had no idea. I never knew that either. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's so neat. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. yeah. But it is. It's leaning into what the Holy Spirit can do. Yeah. And nothing's too big. Yeah. It's taking yeah. away yeah. all of our pain. Yeah. So, yeah. Your proof. Yeah. Yes. Right. Well, when you're walking with God, what is something important to remember in order to do your part in the body? That it's not all about you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, um, I mean, it's all about Jesus, mm-hmm. and we just get to be a part, and we each hold a part of the Lord. And I think that's why unity is so important, because each if each one of us just does our part, like the Lord puts desires in your heart, and He puts ideas within you, and if you just look to Him, and if you just go after that, mm-hmm. what He's called you to, not trying to elevate yourself above anybody else mm-hmm. or to do anything, you know, in a humble manner to with a heart, with a posture towards God and like to truly just honor Him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we all just lived our lives like that yeah. and um, encouraged each other and went alongside each other and instead of beating each other down to mm-hmm. lift each other up, mm-hmm. um, I think the body would operate a lot better. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Encouragement. Tell me about your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so relationship with the Holy Spirit. Well, it definitely morphed when I had kids because you can't really do that quiet time. I'm going to go, you know, at least when your kids are little, I feel like you're just so busy, like taking care of them all the time. You're busy, you're tired, you're exhausted, you have no sleep, and um, that quiet time that you're supposed to do, you know, you need your daily quiet time. I like that just was non-existent. I just couldn't do it. So I remember the Lord when I was doing laundry one day, he was like, you can pray to me while you're doing laundry. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, yeah. like <laughs> you can make laundry yes, can be yes, your thanks. quiet time. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, it's like it doesn't have to look a certain way. It right. doesn't have to be a certain thing. Like I want to just do life with you. So mm-hmm. it sort of morphed into like, well, I'm just like, kind of constantly talking to God, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll be doing, you know, I'm talking to him while I'm doing laundry. Or I'm talking to him while I'm doing dishes. I'm talking, I'm just, yeah. it's a more of a constant conversation, a truly a best friend mm-hmm. and um, just that perpetual praying or whatever yeah. it, it, you know in your spirit, no, in your spirit. yeah just it's always kind of a all right i'm about to say or, i'm walking into a room okay lord like, give me favor as i walk into this room yeah. okay mm-hmm. god like um it, you know help me to calm my nerves like i just like i'm really just always talking to him even as i'm coming to do with you ladies just yeah. asking you know talking to him and just 
being sure that he speaks through me, that mm-hmm. it's not me. And um, I think I think life with the Holy Spirit is what it's supposed to look like, pressing into the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. It's not it's supposed to be a distant God, and right. it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be adventurous. We're supposed to be... We are supposed to look different and to act different, and but that's not in a, you know, way that's not fun. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Life of the Holy Spirit is fun, and yeah. it is adventurous, and if it doesn't look like that way, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Who wants to follow a bunch of rules? Yeah. Like, it's got to be in your heart, mm-hmm. and then it just flows out effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Well, I mean, and that's what— I mean, he calls you to pray continually, and that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's just talking. I, I think prayer doesn't have to be like, oh, Lord, you are so— mm-hmm. I mean, you know, right. like, it's not about that. It's not yeah. about being fancy. It's about just being real with yes. God. Mm-hmm. And that's what he right. calls us to. It's right. like, be in his word and and pray continually. Mm-hmm. And like um, Billy Graham was— um, inter- like somebody was doing his biography or— Whatever autobiography, yeah. I don't know what this bi- biography. I don't know that I'm not very wise. <laughs> you are wise. You are wise. I'm not, I'm not. A book. A book. <laughs> they were making a book about him. <laughs> but they said, um, he this man followed him around to like figure out what was so special about him. And finally he said, you know, what what really is it? Like after a couple of days, like, what's going on here? And he was like, Well, you know, I read my Bible every day. And it, no, he said something, he had his Bible out and he said, um, well, what happens when you don't read your Bible? And he was like, well, I haven't ever not read. I mean, like, I read my Bible, like, every day. And he was like, when well, I pray continually. And he was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, like, well, I'm talking to you. Like, I'm talking to the Lord that he would give me the words to speak. And the man who was writing the story said, you know, I thought about it. He's just a regular guy doing what God's called him to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. And that's what we can, we yes. can, you know, like, that's my one so of my favorite true. verses of the Bible. When they saw that they were un- unschooled, ordinary men, they took note that yes. these men had been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm unschooled, ordinary. Amen. And I mean, you know, I just want to be used. Yeah. I can't yeah. tell a story good at all. I mess it up <laughs> terribly. And yeah. <laughs> but that's all right. <laughs> I get to be used, and I like that. I, mean, I want to be. So, well, yeah, and he job. chooses to partner with us. Yes. He chooses to use us, and right. it's like an honor. And yeah, and it's exciting. Awesome. It, it is. is exciting. I love how you say it. And yeah, it, it, it spreads. I it, mean, that's what I started the conversation with saying. I knew something was different about you, and every time I'm with you, I'm like, I want more of that. And what I see in you is just you being loved with the Spirit. And I yeah. feel like yeah, we all can just dive into yeah. that. We right. see what that looks like. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming. Yeah, I know. Thanks, guys, for having doing me. Doing your part in the body of Christ. I mean, encouraging these women, a love lady, and, yeah. and everybody. I mean, like, that you're just it's spreading God's word. I love it. Yeah. Thank Good you. Good job. I loved what she was talking about. What, I, I love talking to Stephanie. Me too. I mean, she's so cool. Um, that she talked about not giving a lot of airtime um, to our problems. Yeah. And like first going to the Lord and seeking godly counsel with him, seeking God's counsel and yeah. seeking him in the word and then going to seeking wise counsel in the world with people who, you know, have the same belief values that we have. And I think it's so important as women, like it's so easy to just tell everybody our problems and like just, I don't know, almost like diarrhea of the mouth. Yeah. But like she's, I like how she said, don't give a lot of airtime to it because what we make big um, what we make big of gets bigger and what we make little of gets smaller. Yeah, that was really good. I know. I feel like she had so many good things to say. I just really feel like I could sit at her feet and just listen to what she has to say. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things she does is just make it enticing to want to live a life in the spirit. You know, she yeah. just says, okay, what's the point of living a Christian life if you're not on the adventure with Jesus, right? Like, what are we doing if we're doing it just to follow the rules or to live a moral life? But Mm -hmm. if we are able to go all in and trust Jesus and listen to Him and seek Him for counsel, like you said, and, you know, walk in that, then that's the beauty of what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like the way she says it makes it so easy to um, really want to live a life that is all for Christ. Yeah. And I loved, I mean, how about that going to the Love Lady Center? Oh, the Love Lady Center is for women who have been um, in abusive situations. Is that that right? Yeah. Abusive and abusive homes. And um, these are hurting ladies. And she just goes and speaks God's truth over them. And that had to be scary. I mean, I, I would, 
like the first time she went, I loved hearing about the first time she went. Oh, yeah. I mean, wasn't that empowering? Yes. I was like, okay. I mean, she got to walk somebody in to to heaven, really. I mean, she was the last person to talk to um, one lady, and all she was doing was just saying God's word and how how God sees her. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, what a gift. I know. Well, it was really encouraging to me is to hear how much life is in our words when we speak truth over yes. people. Yes. And I feel like as women, it's so easy to get caught up in saying negative things mm-hmm. like you were saying, or gossip or making our problems a big deal and just we it's so easy to get caught up in that stuff but then when you can take a step back and just see the way that she has um like you said did at the love lady center but also at trifusion and really just made it her goal to speak truth from god's word it's not something she's creating it's Mm -hmm. the truth of the bible and god's word and to speak life over people and what a difference that can make and that's something simple and i feel like that's something i can grab hold of too and go what am i choosing to speak today Yes. They can either bring life or death. And I want to speak life into the people I meet every day. Yes, because that is our part in the mm-hmm. body of Christ. Yeah. For all of us to speak truth into yeah. their lives. Because um, we've been given God's word and the Holy Spirit lives in us um, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, I don't think you understand that God's word is what helps us through these problems. And like, God says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Yeah. And that's the rest that we want. And that's the peace that we want and we and we desire. And so that's why we keep telling y'all, get in God's word, hide it in your heart, put it around you. Like, because it is, it is your very life. Like, it, it, it w- will save you. It will give you rest. It will um, help you. So take his words with you while you go and do your part.